What is up, everyone? It's time for another 10 After 7 podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. I'm recording this on July 18th, 2018. And yes, you better remember the date. Because on this date, the Los Angeles Dodgers traded for Manny freaking Machado. And on this date, the San Antonio Spurs traded Kawhi Leonard to the Toronto Raptors. It's supposed to be a dead time in sports, folks. We had the Home Run Derby this week, the All-Star Game. Not much is supposed to be going on. The NFL is about a month away from training camps. And the ESPYs are on tonight. But no, the NBA and MLB traded two of their biggest stars on July 18th, 2018. And that's why I'm bringing on my good buddy Ryan Music once again to talk about it all. The executive producer of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports. Ryan Music coming up next. Damn you, Ryan Music. Fix your phone or get out of the cave. All right, I'm back. I'm back 100%. All right, so uh, the last thing I heard was... Uh, well, I don't even... Well, first of all, I don't even know if we're going to get that podcast back because we know how much luck we have with this shit. So you know what? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Fifteen to twenty minutes, just viewing what we were talking about. So we left right. off on the Kawhi Leonard trade. Yeah. Your thought? All right. So look, I think that it's a great deal for the Spurs dealing with their situation. You never want to lose a player like Kawhi Leonard, clearly. But the idea that Pop was like, "Oh, I'm going to be spiteful here, and I'm going to send Kawhi to the Eastern Conference," and like, "Oh, you want to be in LA?" I'll send you to Toronto. And he did this all out of just like to be vengeful. I think he was really just taking the best deal on the table. He got a star back in DeMar DeRozan, someone who can easily be your leading scorer on a team, get you 20 to 25 a game. And not only that, other teams that were trying to be in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes had to pull out. The Lakers decided, hey, look, we'll just take our chances on signing him in free agency. They also, uh, the Celtics also wouldn't trade or give up people like Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, you know, all their young players. And you also look at the other team, 76ers, were doing the same thing. They weren't going to give up Markel Fultz or Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. So, really, the Spurs did the best thing for them. And I was just shocked that, you know, after everyone thinking the Raptors were a long shot, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like the Vegas odds had them as the favorite like two weeks ago and then just like before you know it I was just shocked that the Raptors were the team he actually ended up on yeah the Rangers came out of left field I totally agree with you with how the Spurs did this because Greg Popovich it's been out there he doesn't want to coach much longer so he didn't want to go through a rebuilding process and I think the only things the Sixers and the Lakers were willing to offer were assets that were going to help you down the road not this year and I think the Spurs have a pretty damn good team they have an all-star in LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, who points a game. And we'll see what they do around. And we know the Spurs system. They, they're basically a plug-and-play system. So I think Pop is settled there. I do think it's kind of I, – I like the storyline of sending Kawhi to Toronto because I clocked out on Kawhi the way he's handled this entire situation. The Spurs have been one of the greatest franchises of the last, what, 20 years? Since I've been a little kid, the Spurs were at the top of the game – battling with the Lakers every single year. And now for the first time ever, they have a drama filled season because Kawhi Leonard 
injured, not injured, going to numerous doctors, finding the one that wants to sit him out. We can believe this is what's crappy about this situation. And it's also fascinating. You could pick the side of the player or the team. I happen to side with side with the team because of their track record and Kawhi Leonard doesn't talk. So what really do we have to believe other than what Popovich is saying and a guy like Tony Parker, his teammate coming out and kind of taking shots at him. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm going to side on the player. Uh, I just think that there was a unique situation where Kawhi didn't feel right. He has a weird injury. He's trying to figure it out. Maybe he wanted out of San Antonio, but I also felt like, you know, he could have just waited out. If he really felt like he wanted out, he could have just waited another year and then just hit free agency. But really he wanted out sooner than that because of the way this whole relationship fell apart. And, you know, I know we talked about this on a podcast previously where like, look, if my teammate is supposed to be Kawhi Leonard and he's coming out and like questioning my toughness, basically calling me a faker, wanting to know why like his injury was a hundred times worse, but he's able to come back and play. And I can't like, dude, we can't be teammates anymore. Like I'm out. And like, I know he ended up leaving in free agency anyway, but it wasn't just Tony Parker. You also had, pop saying like passive aggressive comments to the media saying like, well, don't ask me why he's not playing. Go ask Kawhi in his camp. So also, but, but he put that, he put, he put those guys in that situation. I understand. If, if, if Kawhi talks, these guys don't have to answer for him every single day in and day out that gets tired for them. So he kind of looks like a bad teammate. I'm on the side where he, yes, he's a shitty teammate. Yeah. It sucks when guys are calling you out. But at the same time, if you're not showing up and it, during the playoffs, you're not even showing up, I'm sorry, you quit on the team. And now I'm seeing reports, and I want your opinion on it. I'm seeing reports. The first thing I saw was Chris Haynes from ESPN say Kawhi Leonard has no desire to play in Toronto. So is that him saying that after the trade, or is Chris Haynes just basing that off of what we all know, that Kawhi Leonard wants to eventually end up in L.A.? I think it means more about like he just wants to eventually end up in L.A., I can't imagine that Kawhi Leonard won't actually suit up and play for the Raptors. I just think that there's so many things that could go into it where like, you know, I'm sure the team could file for like a grievance if he, they, yeah, he, he, there, there's been articles. He could actually start to get fined. If right. He does that. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think that's the case. Now I do, you know, how much he goes out there and really tries to give it his all and really lift them up as one of the premier teams in the Eastern Conference, whether or not they can compete with the Celtics or the Sixers, given how much talent they have on their team. I mean, that's a whole nother question, but I don't think he like legitimately won't play and is going to try and like hold out and like sit out of playing if he is 100% healthy. I just don't see that happening. Okay, eventually he has to talk though. Yeah. And that tweet was out there. He has no desire to play in Toronto. So going into that locker room, those guys are probably like, does this guy even want to be here? Yeah, he's one of the best players, but we're all in. This is the Eastern Conference that LeBron James just left, and we could possibly win this thing and get to the NBA Finals. But if we get there, is this guy going to be riding with us? And I don't know. What, what sign points to Kawhi Leonard like, damn, let's go. I'm on a Toronto Raptors. I want to suit up. I want to get to the NBA Finals this year. But no, he also he could also, with this injury, say, uh, I don't know. What if I get hurt? That's my, ch- my biggest chance to make the most money is this off season. And if I get hurt, there it goes. We get Thomas. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I just think that 
I think we saw this with Paul George where, you know, like he ended up getting traded to the Thunder and they ended up getting, you know, a bag of goods, which we know turned into Victor Oladipo, who had a great season. Domas Sabonis looks like he's going to be solid. And, you know, I just think that if Kawhi Leonard is actually 100% healthy and he can play, I think he will go out there. He will be good. I think the situation with his teammates, they'll be able to figure it out and mold together and rally around the idea that like, hey, it's us against the world. Don't worry about it. Kawhi Leonard already doesn't talk a lot. So all he has to do is be like, hey, you know, I'm here to play for this year. We'll worry about this year and then let the future take care of itself and, you know, see where the chips fall after that. I don't think it'll be totally disastrous. And like, look, you know, worst case scenario, let's say it is the Raptors will probably deal him before the trade deadline anyway. And then it's someone else's problem for six months until he becomes a free agent. So I don't know if it's so bad that he's going to try and force his way out of Toronto. Um, but either way, I mean, the longer this whole thing plays out, if he does, and if it is bad, then look, that just looks great for the Lakers. You know, like it didn't work out for Paul George, but it looks like this situation with Kawhi Leonard could be different. Like I'd be shocked. And I, I honestly, I was shocked that Paul George decided to save the Thunder. So, I mean, look, what the hell do I know? Cause I was also shocked that the Raptors ended up getting him. So, Clearly, I don't have any great experiences inside the NBA, but I do think that he'll end up playing probably the full season in Toronto and end up leaving in free agency without that much drama. You bring up a good point about Toronto possibly flipping him because I've seen that a couple places. And a couple of weeks ago when we talked, I was all in on the Lakers going after Kawhi, trading future assets for him, except I wouldn't trade Ingram. And now, two weeks later, I'm like, no way I'm trading for this guy. I don't know. He doesn't talk. Like, I've had, I've just had enough of it. I've, I literally am so out on this guy. I think there's so many red flags. And like I told you, I don't know why he's not getting more shit for how he's handled this. I think he's gotten a good I, amount of grief for it, honestly. I mean, I, I know what you, you've said in the past, if it was like a Durant or a LeBron and even a Steph Curry, like those players would get even more shit for it. And I do agree that they would be looked at much harsher. Um, but I do think that there's a good amount of people who are looking at it from the perspective of like, look, we don't, the thing is he hasn't said anything. So we actually don't know how injured he really is. And I think that's why people are willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, they think it may have been a real injury concern, and he wasn't on the same page as their, their training staff, so it's really hard to peg him in a bad light when you aren't comfortable with your health and how good you may end up playing. Um, That's what's so shitty about this. He doesn't talk, but then again, there's stories like, hey, Uncle Dennis is controlling this dude's life, <laughs> and I've heard stuff about a Jordan deal that he possibly could have had but couldn't because he was in San Antonio – and does he want to have his own team? Obviously not since he left San Antonio. Or does he? Will he go to the Clippers and not the Lakers? I think the Lakers would be great for him Hell because yeah. LeBron's there. He's, he's going to be the spokesperson. He doesn't have to talk with LeBron James. We know LeBron James' teams. It's all about LeBron James. So I think it's absolutely perfect for a guy like Kawhi who doesn't want to say a damn word. But I want to see LeVar Ball and Uncle Dennis kicking it on that <laughs> sideline because that – is a reality show. That would be awesome. I mean, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe, you know, Uncle Dennis is chirping in his ear to get him to the Lakers so that way he can team up with LeVar Ball. Um, and then did you did you hear the recent story like two weeks ago that came out from a Spurs beat reporter 
that they went to go visit him in oh, New York, like a couple of dispersed staffers. Yes. What What is that? Like, how is that stuff is getting out and he doesn't talk? It's it's I think it's fascinating. I've had enough of it, but I love I love the stories. There's nothing like a crazy uncle trying to take control. Is of your that life. like uh, when John Jones was apparently trying to like hide underneath the octagon when they came to like drug test him? I never heard that. Story. No way. You never heard that. I don't even know if that was just a no. rumor or like how factual that may be. But I remember hearing that from someone that like, and maybe it wasn't John Jones. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I, it, was, I, it was some UFC fighter. Like they came to do a drug test at his training facility. And he like literally hid underneath the octagon mats to like get away from him and just be like, no, nah, he's not here today. Don't know where he's at. Um, there was another fighter. I heard a story of uh, he like took the piss. And then when he was like handed it off, like purposely dropped it on the oh, floor geez, like jason kidd spilling the soda on the court that's no respect right yeah. there. <laughs> no no respect now let's jump to the big news today we need a couple of thoughts on the manny machado to the dodgers because that fired me up instantly. oh you mean the worst trade in the history of baseball because they gave up five for one and machado's just gonna walk in free agency and the dodgers are gonna be left with nothing Oh, you mean Manny Wood 2.0 because the guy's hit 30 home runs the last three seasons and he's coming into a lineup where he already leads the league or not the league, but the team in home runs, RBIs, slugging every single goddamn category. All right. uh, But like, what do you have to say about that? Dude, if you cut out like hey, that look, again, I don't know what to tell you, man. You. I'm in the backyard. I'm out in the open where there should be plenty of cell service. I don't know what to say right now. Um, all right. So, look, what I honestly think is that, you know, I'm glad the Dodgers went out there and made the move because I think that they're in a position where, shockingly enough, now that they have Manny Machado, they are probably the team to beat in the National League. Up there with the Cubs, which is amazing to think about given where they were a couple of months ago where they were like, I don't even know how many games back in the division, several games under 500, and all was looking bleak. And now Cubs are solid. I mean, you think the Nationals with all the talent they have should be able to get things right, but you never really know. The Phillies kind of came out of nowhere. So it's kind of like the, the National League is up for grabs. And with the talent and the way the Dodgers have been playing, and now that they get Manny Machado, it looks like they could make another run at the World Series. I was just shocked that, you know, I heard on our show earlier today, we had on Bob Nightingale, who was breaking all this news yesterday and earlier today. But he was saying that Machado's only coming in as a rental, which I was surprised because I thought that, you know, look, someone as talented as that, you bring him on the team, you make a good run. He, if he fits in well with the team, you sign him to a big contract, and now you have another young talent on your team to build around with Seeger and Bellinger and all these other guys and you know look I know he plays shortstop and Seager's hurt so you worried about how he can be brought back onto the team but I was surprised that he's only going to be a rental I really thought that they were going to try and work towards uh, probably a long-term deal but maybe they just bring him on for a late run and kind of go Araldus Chapman style where they trade for him bring him on win a championship and then say goodbye and that'll be weird First of all, I've never seen a Dodger World Series. And second of all, it would be weird to have a guy come in and be the centerpiece to it all and then say, hey, I gave you a ring, deuces, and I'll never see Machado in a Dodger uniform again. I do think they are the favorite in the NL. I think this is insurance for, let's be honest, Matt Kemp wasn't even supposed to make this roster, and he started in the All-Star game. 
So I don't think they know what they're going to get in the second half from him. Hopefully he continues to crush the baseball. They also have a guy, Max Muncie, who's come out of nowhere. So I think there's a lot of question marks going forward with their lineup. And Manny Machado's a guy that can stabilize them right in the middle of their order for guys like Justin Turner that is slowly coming back. And if all goes right, their lineup actually can compete and get to that World Series. Now, on the other hand, the AL stacked. I've said from the beginning, I think it's an Astros-Dodgers rematch. But you also have the Red Sox and Yankees. Those teams scored 10 to 12 runs a game, it seems like. And the Dodgers, they're not done. I think they need to make a move to get a few arms in the back of the bullpen. And let's hope they get a starter as well because you can never have too much pitching in the postseason. That's what it usually comes down to. We saw what happened in Game 7 last year, unfortunately. All right. Well, look, I think this connection is going to be cutting out again soon. Congrats on the uh, the Manny Machado <laughs> oh, deal. But, uh, you know, hit Wait, I need I, I, I need I, I, I need five more minutes of your time. I'm just trying not to lose this podcast and have an hour wasted. Yeah, that's true. So we'll go for five or ten more minutes. Uh, are you no, a big but SPs I know guy? You are, so tonight's like the greatest night of your life. How are you not just, an SP? It doesn't guy. do anything for me. I mean, I scrolled through Twitter and heard a couple of Dana pa- Danica Patrick jokes. Uh, sounds like she had some good ones, but I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I thought her. I I thought. I thought her monologue was good, but dude, like when they show those, like what, two minute clips of all that's happened this year, you don't get choked up, get the chills uh, a little I mean, bit. If I, I'd have to, I couldn't remember the last time I watched like a, a year in recap from the SBs, but I'll look it up on Twitter. Um, and sort of listen, I already watched the year in recap. I forgot the Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. This right. year. Yeah. Incredible. That's what's cool. Best game. The best game. Now, I'll give you the best game because I, I only watched the first hour of it. Best game categories were – or nominees were the Rose Bowl, Ooh, okay. Georgia first Oklahoma. Game, game five game. of the World Series, 10 innings, 12 to 12 game, and then U.S. women's yeah. hockey. I, I stayed up for that one. Yeah, well, I said eh, too, but that won. And I was at the Rose Bowl, and I've never been to a greater sporting event in my entire damn life. Yes, game five was cool, yeah. but I was on the losing end of it. Had to go to work the next day, and everyone was like, oh, World Series, this has been the greatest series ever. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. No one hasn't. Yeah, I probably would have given it to uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, um, or second place would have been the World Series. I honestly didn't watch any of that women's hockey. Um, look, I always root for America. I'm glad that they went out and did their thing. Um but I'm not a big hockey fan, and so I'm definitely not a big women's hockey fan. So, uh, look, curse me for it, but not my not my cup of tea. All right, World Cup thoughts. Uh, what do you think? No, look, it was uh, certainly a really interesting World Cup given how the individual stars weren't necessarily the teams that went deep. Um, and so I thought the final was interesting, like, I know people are talking about, like, you know, video replay, handball, not a handball. Like, look, quite frankly, they got it right. And they've implemented this video replay system. So it ended up doing its job. I hate it. I hate it. Weak, look, weak. Those are the rules. It was in the box and it was a handball. Like, what do you expect them to do? Like, if you're on the other end of it, you'd be pissed. So, look, I, you know, you what? Uh, I guess. Or you just – 
I, I guess I would be pissed if I was on the other end. It, and it also didn't matter because right. France won four to two anyways. Also, I don't, I don't watch soccer, but I was watching. I mean, I watched the World Cup, but I can't watch a game and like dissect it and know exactly what the hell is going on. And on Twitter, they said Croatia was like dominating the game. And I was like, uh, the score is four to two. Man, I don't know. I don't I've know how they're dominating. For a long time. And I don't watch it regularly anymore so i wouldn't consider myself an expert but um i would not say that croatia dominated that game look i think i think it soccer is a tough game especially a game on that stage when you get a penalty that goes against you it kind of deflates you and we know how rare goals can be so getting that opportunity gifted to you sort of puts all the momentum in your favor and sort of gives you that upper hand, which can be really hard to come back from. Um, I mean, Croatia was doing all that they could on offense, but they didn't convert on anything. So I thought it was an evenly played game that France was clearly just the better team that capitalized on their opportunities. And, I, you know, what, what I will say was the Croatia goalie was horrible. I mean, they're, a couple of those, a couple of those goals were just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, if you're gonna call out, if you're gonna call out anything, you know goalies, because God forbid, when we were hanging out in middle That's school, right, you have to Sunday dip out years, for goalie but, lessons every Sunday. I mean, Sunday. the Croatian goalie, I don't know. I, I think I remember he was like kind of had like a hamstring injury, so he may have been hurt. But like, dude, he had a couple of goals. One of them looked like he was a little bit shielded, so he had like a late reaction to it. And then another one was like totally within his reach to at least make an effort. And he was just like straight up frozen. Like he just stood there like a fire hydrant, like admiring the goal. And it was just like. Yeah, but the France, well, the, that, Fran- I mean, look, the France goal, he's the one that fucked up even, and gave I up a goal. I understand. Like they passed it back to him. If he takes a touch to the right, he's got like 70 yards of field in front of him with like no one around. But then the guy comes in from the left. And he takes a touch into him. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know if he was just, like, starstruck because he just didn't think that the guy would keep running at him. So he's like, uh, I don't know what to do. And he, like, panicked. But, um, I mean, other than that, he did fine. So. And they're, they're, I, I hate to talk about everyone. All oh, soccer players are in the best shape. Some of the best-looking dudes. I'll uh, tell you, Croatia has some of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen. That number 10, uh, that number uh, 10 was the, one, was the, the double for Schmiegel, for sure. Time. There was, like, the blonde guy with the ponytail. He was. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, well, that's, a, that's a bad haircut. Long on top and a ponytail, and he was a... No, this, oh. this guy had a middle part with the headband. Yeah. No, He's one of their better players. And one of I'll I'll say this one of the loneliest oh, yeah. moments in sports yeah. has to be missing a PK. And are you oh, pro uh, PK, pro you PK or fantastic at the end of games? Yeah, they're incredible. It's awesome. Ever, it's one of the best things in sports, and I hate the true soccer fan will come oh, yeah, and say, "Oh, that's no way to decide a game." Are you kidding me? To figure out who's going to win. And we decided that, like, everyone's exhausted, so we're just going to kick the ball from, like, 12 yards away. Like, they make it sound like, all right, you play for five minutes. If it's still tied, then you go to PKs. There's 120 freaking minutes. You had to decide a winner. Clearly, you're evenly matched. Let's break it down to a skills competition. And I, I don't – I wouldn't say – yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's over. 
It was cool. I thought the games were way too early. Uh, How much did you guys talk about it on uh, the Gottlieb show? Um, You know, sometimes the games would be going on, like, during our show. So we talked about them then just to sort of do, like, a little live react for people who were obviously listening live and not on the podcast. Um, But, you know, look, it's just tough because the thing about soccer is there's a lot of people out there who watch it. But anyone who's out there watching it is watching it and not listening to the radio. So we're not going to talk about it a ton because the people listening to the radio probably don't really care about the World Cup if the United States isn't in it. You just got to know where your audience is. And I don't think they're listening to the radio if the World Cup's happening at the same time. All right, let's That's do very it. true. I only have one more question for you. A couple more minutes. If you're a true oh, sports you know fan, you so have honestly, to be I've watching Barry Cavallari. Episode. Um, and so I know I'm like one behind or two behind, so I got to catch up on it. But uh, I did watch the first one. I thought it was great. Okay. You're one behind. And, man, am I back on the – well, first of all, I never left the Jay Cutler train. You know, we used to even have a segment on our old podcast, Milk the Clog, Cutler's Corner. Because the guy had great talent, and he could never just put it all together. And he acted like he didn't give yeah. a shit. Which it's he hilarious. does every it's single so minute on the show, and I can't get enough of it. What, what, what was your, what um, was your favorite part on that first episode? Because there's some good ones. When the girls walk into the house, and he just doesn't even say anything. Like, like, it, like, even Unbe- if, like, unbelievable. Saying, like an awkward higher hello would have been like, oh yeah, look, it's funny he's awkward, but he just doesn't say a word. Or the part when he uh, makes the girl put out the cones so they don't park on the lawn. That part was pretty funny too. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they walk by him and then Kristen looks at yeah. him like no high. He's like, ah, I'm more about buys than highs. Then, then five minutes later, he calls Kristen from the same house, but they're in the office in the house and goes, Hey, Shannon parked on the grass. <laughs> and Kristen's like, uh, okay. And she hangs up and goes, Shannon, did you park on the grass again? And she goes, yeah. And then they cut to <laughs> Shannon. She goes, I don't even look at Jay in the eyes anymore. I don't even look him in the eyes, but you're going to be in for the second episode because there's a part and I have a huge opinion about people with fish and fish tanks. I don't think you could bond with a fish. I don't know why people have them. I think they have them because the fish tanks look cool because you, I don't, people that have fish, I don't even think they name the fish, but Kristen asked Jay Cutler about his fish tank. Really? Boy, is it the greatest minute I have seen on TV. But I do agree with you. Um, If I were to have a fish tank, it would be because it looks cool, not because... I'm like connected with the fish. I don't know. I'm a dog guy. So like, I'm all about dogs are like legitimately part human. Like, yeah. But really ex- ex- them and have a bond. Um, I do not feel that way with fish. So. <laughs> exactly. I tell my brother all the time. I'm like, dude, what's this? One thing? He's like, oh, I don't know. I've had it for five years now. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm sure you guys have bonded. And she basically says like, what? what are you doing with that fish tank? And he, I guess he like cleaned it out or something. And she goes, are like, are they okay? Are they living? And he goes, <laughs> what are you talking about? Those fish are thriving <laughs> and gets so, so offended because she asked him about his fish tank and it's, it's incredible. And then they asked about the haircut. I can't get enough of it. We're going to have to review that next right, week on the podcast. Down. That should be a new I thing. Cutler's corner is back. Absolutely. All right, well, it's been real, man. We talked, and then your right. phone service was shitty. Let's get out but I think here. we made up for it. Room too. Later. And there you have it, another episode of the 10 After 7 podcast. 
Thank you to my good buddy, Ryan Music, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. You can follow me on Twitter at 10after7 or on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. I'll be back on next week to talk about all the shit that's going on in sports. Woo! Go Dodgers. We'll be right back.